Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 205 of Scene 3. You are listening to... Oh, my God. I was... Sorry, I didn't want to go. Keep going. Mark. And that was uh, Shane breaking into song with a classic Simpsons reference. Uh, We have a special episode for you tonight because we're not joined by a special guest. We're just going... Mano a mano. Duo. 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 Double-ended... Hang on, no, I'll stop. No, stop there. Stop there. Jewel Solo, we're going to say. Right. Is that Han Solo's cousin? Yeah, Jewel Solo. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just going the two of us today, which will be good. I think people like that. They'll get a little bit more of me, a little bit more of you. So that's always a good thing, right? Well, I think so. I've, yeah, got, plenty, I've got plenty to give. That's what I tell people. <laughs> um, so our theme uh, we went with tonight, we, we briefly mentioned it in the last episode, mm. uh, was movies that have... Made over one hundred million dollars. Said like Doctor Evil. One hundred million. One hundred million dollars, and aren't exactly great films. Or yeah, I think I think you originally termed it were flops. Or yeah, were, well, films that were not flops, but I guess critically fl- panned. We yeah. should say. Yep. Um, I can't remember the term you used originally, but it was the pits. I think I said it, it was hundred million dollar plus movies yeah. that were the pits. Yeah. Uh, so the three movies we looked at were Signs, Transformers, and Planet of the Apes. Um, good little spectrum across the year, the early two thousands. There, mm. um, I guess it's not really, it's not an uncommon thing in this day and age for this to happen. For well, a I movie guess to be financially successful, successful but, but not, yeah, yeah, but not but flop well. critically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably almost more common now than it was in the past. Yeah. In the past, it was very important that you made a good film. It's and it's kind of become a bad thing, I reckon, now because. These big studios will pump out these movies, and they know you know you can release a movie with Batman in the title, and you know you're going to make your money. Yeah. So you don't really have to make it the best it could be. Like whereas I think in the older times they they had, they had a, a to try a bit harder. Yeah, a bit more of a duty to to, to performing the best yeah. that that source material the best they could, especially stuff that's drawn from other areas like a Batman, for example. One thing I did notice was um, a lot of these movies recouped their budget in the opening weekend. Yeah, I think that's the trend with these things. It's like so, you know, there's one or two. You, if you don't, you don't get it in the first six weeks. It's and we're talking like big name directors as well. So you think they so, bring they bring in a crowd straight yeah. up? Yeah, um, and and they've all gone on to be you know financially you know quite lucrative. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I mean, I mean, Transformers has spawned a, a yeah. ton of. What are they on? Like their seven hundredth Transformers movie? Yeah, now? I mean, the, the fifth one was just recently released, and I think their net worth is something in the billion dollar mm. total gross lifetime gross amount. Isn't and isn't it? the big thing with those movies that they're, they're not that worried about the money they make from the actual movie, but they make it off all the merch. The merch is the big dollars the there, yeah. The yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, ironically, that's what Transformers was, was born of, of being yeah. merch, toys to sell, and they made a cartoon around the yeah. toy. <laughs> it's just that merch trade. It's just a, get on some George yeah, Get on board. <laughs> get on board. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's way more common now. And, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does kind of, I think it, it certainly from my perspective, it certainly sours my movie-going experience when I'm like, Oh, this is going to be bad, but I'll see it anyway. You know, like there's so no need to you're contributing to this. Yeah, problem. look, I, I de- definitely have not so much now, but definitely in the past, I would go and see something just for the spectacle of it, or you know, because friends are seeing it, so I'll see it. Just to boo out loud in a cinema, yeah. like a real grumpy <laughs> old man. Boo. Boo. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm probably guilty of doing that in the past. Not so much now. Now I'm really selective because I think there's so what because cin- cinema tickets are fifty dollars a pop. Well, cinema tickets are so expensive now, and. I hate dealing with modern audiences as well because everyone's yeah. got a... I mean, I've been in cinemas where people have taken out an iPad. Like, 
If you can't stop, if you can't get on your phone or an iPad for an hour and a half, two hours. How else will Instagram know what you're doing? Yeah, if you don't take a photo of yourself in the cinema, how will people know you went to the cinemas? And Um, you need a selfie with your popcorn? Yeah. Yeah, God, we're too old, old, grumpy men, aren't we? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm very selective about when I go, the time I go and uh, and, and who I go with and what time and what cinema. (laughs) I'm really particular about it now because... I still like the movie going experience. I still like going to the movies to to have that interactive experience. But I don't want people talking. I don't want people. Although, like when I see a horror movie, I do love I do love a bit of banter in the audience and maybe a squealer. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Like or someone just this you know quiet soft voice at the back. Oh God, no, no! Don't open the door! Don't open the door! I don't mind that. That's part. Of, that's a good part of the experience. I, I think. I still maintain one of the best trailers I've ever seen was the um, remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh um, yeah, was the that the Jessica Biel one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the trailer that I that I saw for it first oh, in the yeah. cinemas was a complete black screen, and it was just audio. Yeah, and you hear the noises like go around the cinema, and then you get the big flash at the end. And I was like, "Holy shit, that was such a good trailer!" <laughs> Everyone just looked at me like, "What?" I'm like, mm, "I guess you got to be a sound yeah, there to appreciate yeah, it." Yeah, but it was so awesome. That kind of cleverness just is, yeah, it's lost on I guess the average movie <laughs> no one appreciates it. Uh, I remember seeing that movie in cinemas actually, and that opening scene—it's all black and white, sixteen um, mil camera footage—and it's the police investigating the house where it all happened, and they're filming the scratches on the walls, and and the cop gets to the bottom, and they get he gets attacked by Leatherface. I remember there was like two kids about four rows in front of me, and they're like, "Dude, this is real. This is real footage." It's like that's so no, it's good. Not. Like I don't want to even don't spoil have it for a good time. Him. Like I don't want to be this Captain Cynical there. But oh, that was amazing. You I could have just really that. burst their bubble and told them the Blair like, Witch oh. Project wasn't real as well. Well, they probably weren't born when that came out. So, <laughs> oh, but dear. we digress a little bit, um, as we often like to do. Yeah. So big budget films. Yeah, like you said, they usually come with a big budget director. Yep. They're usually very visual films as well. Um, I guess with the exception of like Signs, Signs here is, yeah. is a huge, huge film uh, with a ridiculous budget and I don't know. 70 million I think it was. Yeah, 72 million dollar budget. I don't know where, you know, it, it is on that screen but. Wow, that, I guess they had to plant all that corn. Yeah, right, <laughs> so. yeah, had to cr- destroy all those crops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we should dive into the first movie. Let's do it. Um, well, well, since I was referencing Simpsons and Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, which is yeah, in my head the whole time I was watching the film. <laughs> Uh, 2001 Planet of the Apes, uh, which came out, I think, with a lot of buzz because they thought, you know, they're going to reboot this franchise. We're going to yep. get three or four films out of this. Kind of like what's happening now, now. with the re-reboot. Yeah, the, the um, re-re-reboot. And the re-reboot's great. I've loved them so so far. The first two, I think, were really good. And this third one's, I think, due out next week sometime or whenever. Now, that's the War of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, Is that the one? So yeah. Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Hmm. They've been great. I really like the approach to that. The effects have been amazing. The story's good. The characters, it's, the monkeys are, you know, not. Don't call them monkeys. Apes, sorry, yeah, yeah, right, of course, I forgot. I don't it's like a, that. It's a racial slur in it the is. Indian world. <laughs> That's right. I apologise. Uh, please don't write in. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Apes 2001, terrible tagline, you'll be sorry you were ever born human. It's yeah, it's a, not great. It's not great. Have we found a good tagline yet uh, since no, we've been doing taglines? There's a lot of movies that come with great taglines. Um, I uh, think may, maybe Dodgeball, Grab Life by the Balls. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't too bad. Um, obviously directed by Tim Burton, uh, mm. famous for his Batman, Beetlejuice, Mars Attacks, Big Fish, one of my favourite films, Ed Wood. So there's got a bit of uh, pedigree in your director yeah, there. Some, so you've got, got the, this franchise that you're rebooting with you know more modern technology. 
I mean, on paper it sounds great so far. Like you're like mm. good director, you know, obscure kind of director who's a little bit left of centre. Yep. Um, you've got a $20 million budget. Is that all? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a lot. No, that's, that's working on a shoestring. I I, well, actually, actually, I think I might have got that wrong. I think it might have been a little bit bigger than that. Mm. It was we'll around 60. Yeah, 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 60 million. You get someone to check that. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that it grossed, uh, I think because it was about 75 million, because it grossed 180 million in its lifetime gross. So it sort of tripled its budget, I think, is what I was reading. That's pretty good. Hour and 59 minutes, so it's a two hour. Yeah. You did, you did that to me this week. They're all yeah, two hours. Yeah, we movies. got slammed with some biggies. <laughs> um, written by three sort of, you know, uh, relatively unknown writers, but they've got pretty good credits under their names, Apollo 13, Jarhead, Castaway, Superman 4, uh, Jewel of the Nile, Mona Lisa Small. So there's a couple of good uh, credits under there. Your cast is your cast is really good in this film. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, well, when I say really good, I mean you've got Mark <laughs> yeah, Wahlberg as well as right. Tim Roth, um, yeah, Helena Bonham Carter because you can't have a uh, Burton yeah, film without that's her. That's correct. Yep. This is actually the film I read in the trivia. This is the movie that they um, became romantically involved with each other. Oh, really? Which makes sense because, you know. Because she was a monkey. I know. Burton's kind of a bit quirky <laughs> a bit like that. So, yeah, he probably, <laughs> probably caught his eye. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Yeah, he passed away a few years he ago, did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's great in this. He I really emotes through that monkey voice suit. so much. And his voice is just so... Oh, oh. It's, yeah, it's like melted butter. Yeah. And you've got uh, Paul Giamatti as well. He's really good in this. Yeah, he's and funny as well. Chris Christopherson, who is massively wasted in this film. I don't even know. He gets like maybe four lines, if that. Well, I think the, the letdown for that, like you've got some really good... Um, talent in there, but you don't recognise them because they're all apes. Um, yeah, they're all so apes. you've got yeah. to recognise the voice. So the ape makeup took about four and a half hours to apply and almost two hours to remove, the trivia was telling me. Mm. Uh, Tim Burton was quoted as saying he would rather jump out a window than direct a sequel to this movie. <laughs> and the really funny bit of trivia I liked was um, Michael Clark Duncan sprained his ankle during filming and had to go to hospital in full gorilla suit. <laughs> That would have been amazing. I guess, I guess if you're injured, yeah, you don't have two hours to take it off. So. It's pretty realistic looking. Here's my talking gorilla yeah, that's it's injured. it's pretty in armour. Here's my armoured talking gorilla <laughs> with a sprained ankle. Uh, that would have been good. a good day to be working. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good emergency room <laughs> day. So Tim Burton, I remember at the time, kept going on about how this is a reimagining, as he likes to do, rather than yeah. reboot, which is, yeah. I don't know, he's just, just trying to sound posh. Words. Yeah, I think he did the right. same thing with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Alice in Wonderland, everything else he just tried to reboot. It's a reimagining. It's, I guess the big thing about this one is, um, I guess, without spo- oh, we're going to spoil it anyway. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It deviates from the, the, the story of the first one a little bit. I mean, the only the real common thing is, I guess, that the, it's on a planet of apes, mm. which we'll get to the end and we'll discuss that. But um, which, yeah. which you'd never pick going into it. Yeah. That it was a planet of apes. Sur- surprise. Yeah, spoiler that's alert. Right. Uh, so we we start off with the most unbelievable of all things. Marky Mark is a is an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> that I have a I have a genuine problem with that. I it's, like Mark, I, I but like, he's still just being Marky Mark. He's I not like even lifting. Mark yeah. yeah, I but, should say. Look, I give Marky Mark a hard time, but I really dig him as an actor. I think he's Big Hit is one of my favourite films. He's awesome in that. He and is awesome in that. He's great in the other guys. I even loved him in that Daddy's Home. I thought he was hilarious. But he he needs to play a certain type of role. I just don't think he can carry a movie his, by himself. Yeah, I think he I, needs a partner in crime. Some actors just need to be partnered up with. I someone. love him in the in the shooter type film as well, like where he's the, that kind yeah. of eccentric, yeah. Yeah. keeps to himself but knows his shit. Like I get that. Yeah, he he does that well. But this astronaut. 
you know, trying to be a leading hey, bro, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, like it just, I don't know. It just It's like uh, the happening I always reference is like he's so unbelievable as a school teacher in that. <laughs> about the bees, bro? You know, like he's, he's just so unbelievable as a teacher. And in this, it's like, I get it. You needed to be a strong, good-looking man. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> He'll do. Uh, but I just think he's better than that. And yeah. yeah, so... Uh, I know you're listening, Marky Mark, so I want you to know that, you know, I do I don't appreciate think he likes you as a Marky Mark anymore, though. Oh, shit. Can you not call him Marky I Mark? I don't think so. Uh, Wahlberger? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, yeah, Wahlberger. M Dog. No, he's, uh, like <laughs> I said, The Big Hit is one of my favorite films, and I think one of his best films. I think he's great in that. Like, that's a very, I think out. that's a very forgotten, underrated film. Oh, as massively well. underrated film. If you haven't seen The Big Hit, stop the podcast now, go and buy it on yep. Blu ray, and then watch it, and then Even come on back DVD. And on DVD, still just good on hire DVD. it on iTunes if yeah. you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't do that. Don't hire it. On. <laughs> don't, don't support iTunes. Uh, I'm kidding. I love iTunes. We love iTunes. Of course <laughs> we do. Um, so yeah, he's an astronaut. We get. Uh, we learn we're in the future. I think it's like 2040 something. So you know, it was hard to figure out what year it was exactly because it this flips film so is quickly. So reluctant to give you information, isn't it? Yes. And it's part of that. It's almost like they were suspecting this was going to be a big hit and they were going to build multiple films around it. So yeah. they didn't so want to give too in. much. Yeah, Because yeah. like the ending is, again, I come back to that ending, is just like, well, that could have been anything. You know, mm. it could have gone either way. But yeah, they're on a spaceship. He's a monkey trainer slash astronaut. astronaut. Like, yep. He's a monkey he's a astronaut training. Slash pilot. Yeah. Like, it just seems like two fields that wouldn't... Come together. I can't. I can't see them crossing paths often. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I have a passion for teaching monkeys and flying spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Eh, I don't get it. Anyway, there's an electrical black hole, and the captain's like, "Oh, let's." This is where I start to think the film falls apart straight away. <laughs> Send a monkey. I, in there. I, yeah, I hate to poke holes in plots, but I do love to poke holes in you plots. You love poking holes in plots um, because every film is guilty of this. You can have the best film in the world, and there's going to be plot holes. You can't avoid plot holes. Every yeah. film is going to have plot holes. It's impossible to cover it. Like. Because when I say plot holes, I mean things that could change that would, you know, yeah. if you if you poke at all those things, movies wouldn't exist because most movies would be resolved within 10, I, 15 minutes. I think know? a person that pokes uh, holes in all plots is just generally called a party pooper. Yeah, yeah. But this one I thought was like, oh, so it's set in the future and it's like, why do we not have remote control ships or probes that we can send into? We've got a big space station. Hey. What was the point of the monkey going in? I, get, I kept thinking, why to are they To preserve saying? the humans. Yeah, but why like not just send an unmanned drone in there to, to see what's going on? Yeah, I, I have to say that didn't occur to me. Maybe uh, I just thought this, uh, maybe because I was being too compassionate about the monkey. I'm just like, yeah. what is what the, because yeah. then he's like, okay, monkey, initiate uh, thrusters and he like pushes the buttons. Sequence like, one, sequence two. Like yeah. it's it's 2017 now. I can, I'm pretty sure we could have remotes to push whatever you want and it'll do it. Maybe. Maybe I was just, too, I was just thinking, this poor bloody monkey. And obviously, Marky, uh, sorry, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Mr. Wahlberg. Um, sir. Sir, Sir Wahlberg. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would watch that ceremony. <laughs> the Queen knighting Mark Wahlberg. That would be amazing. Uh, he jumps in the other ship and takes off and yeah. chases after because he's. Because you know, the, the ship goes into the storm. Into and the storm. We, they lose contact it's and like it a black hole storm or something later on. And you can see that they've got a, a bond um, when they set it up. Yeah. When yeah, they're yeah, training, yeah. Um, that they, yeah, they've got a special yeah. little bond with his monkey. Uh, and then the time panel goes all crazy on his console. And yeah, I, like, I liked oh, okay. that the spaceship knew exactly what year it was and they were like yeah. 400 years into the future. Yeah. Is that, was about that, wasn't it? When yeah, about I 400 think so. years? I think that's the idea. In the vicinity of 400 years. But it must be more because when they find the ship at the end, she says like, this ruin's been here for a thousand, although that ship, that, I'll come to my theory on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and then he arrives on, the, on a planet 
of apes. He crash lands on a planet, yeah. He crash lands twice, one of twice times that he crash lands. I don't think he's a pilot at all now. <laughs> now that I actually think about it, <laughs> both times he's in a ship, he crashes. He crashes it, yeah. The monkey lands a ship. The monkey did a perfect landing. The monkey is a better pilot than him. What is yeah, it? Captain true. Leo was his name. True. Uh, yeah, Jesus, I just thought about that. Then he crashes both times. Both gets, times, yep. Don't let him in a plane. Ever. Don't let him in a ship of any <laughs> kind. Um, and then obviously, yeah, it's it's the classic. Um, and this is where I think this movie falls down and, and to me it is kind of, it just doesn't know what it wants to be. It's all over the place and it's which is weird because usually Burton films are so confident in what they are, mm. but they may not always be everyone's cup of tea, but he's always confident in what he does. And I can kind of see in this film that, Maybe that's why he, does, he said that remark about making a sequel is because he probably didn't feel like he got what he wanted out of this film. The film doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, it, it, there's this parts of it where it's this serious, almost like deadly serious, like comment on social, you know, uh, middle class, upper class kind of mm. stuff. But then it just sort of goes out the window, and then it kind of does some stupid funny thing. And then there's it's just it's all over the place. When you're watching it, you just it, it, sometimes it's this carefree action film. But then it's got this weird, like, kind of, is he going to fuck a monkey woman? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's a weird current that runs through the entire film. My, my big issue with this movie, and I didn't dislike it, is that it, it wanted to be a story-driven piece. Yeah. It doesn't rely heavily on action. No. There's not a lot of action in it. There's a couple of little bits of Monkeys it. Monkeys hoot and holler. Yeah, but it's not a... Um, it's not a action film like Transformers, no, so it's not no, leaning no. into that. No. It's, it's definitely leaning more to the storytelling yeah. side of things, but it's not a great story to tell. There's just no story. <laughs> he gets captured by the monkeys. He goes it's, to Monkey Ape City, and then I call it Ape City. That's probably racially insensitive, but <laughs> whatever their big city is, and then they escape with all the other humans, um, and then they get pursued, and then they find his spacecraft that he left from, and the spacecraft's yeah. been there thousands of years, and. And that's kind of the whole plot, really. He, he like, uses it as a weapon and then, then his monkey rocks, up. rocks so, up and lands the ship perfectly. Lands the ship perfectly. So you're implied that, that what they, that storm, they went through some kind of time portal. Time vortex. And and it's like the reverse of it. The monkey goes through first, he comes in last. The ship mm. must have followed him through it. So they're the first one to get there and he's yeah. the middle one still. So that's why it's from his perspective. Yeah. And we learn that the monkeys on their ship are these, the, all They've the monkeys evolved. on this planet are yeah. the evol- evolution of the monkeys that were on the ship that we saw at the start. Mm. And so, yeah, cool. That's a nice little, you know, yeah. roundabout. And so I like, I like a little bit of time travel. It's always good to have in your movie. Um, but, yeah, the but film... But that story doesn't require a two-hour telling. No, there's a lot of drawn-out stuff there. And, I, I think um, it's trying to, like, shine a light as well on... Um, human cruelty towards animals by reversing Again, it. It does it, a little it bit as well. It tries to do yeah. that. But, but it doesn't commit to any one two, one or two themes. Yeah. And like you, I don't dislike this film. Mm. I can see why it was sort of sort of given a hard time by the critics. Yeah. Because it doesn't know what it wants to be. It can't settle on one or two themes and, and, and reinforce them. You know, you're right. There's that whole bit where it's like, oh, you know, he and the characters don't learn anything. Wahlberg still goes on about... Oh, this is planet Earth, the monkeys be in the cages. Like, he just does that all the time. It's like he doesn't learn anything from that. Yeah. And then he ends up killing, like, thousands of them at the end when he turns the ship's engines on and blows Bl- them yeah, away. Yeah, blasts them away. So he's really not, like, his character doesn't go on any arc. Like, his character basically does that, then gets in the ship and takes off. And then goes away, yeah. yeah. His, his entire goal is to get out of it. Yeah. So and he, he thinks he's going to go back to the storm. He has no stake in this fight yeah. or the, the, the where this planet's going to evolve to. Again, nothing is happening. Like, it's... Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of money to be up on the screen for nothing that's happening <laughs> a lot. And like you said, the, you couldn't even call it an action film. Even though the action pieces are quite nice, mm. like um, it's good with the whole um, 
I saw on the I remember when I when this first came out there was like a special on TV about it um, how they do like all the ape stuff putting on the makeup and stuff and the really good thing they had was when the apes were running they had like treadmills that were pulled along along the dirt that's why the apes look like they're you know because they're running on all fours and they're running really fast and I was yeah. like oh that's a cool effect and like mm. that looks really nice and well, I mean I like the way they um, they held themselves as in the the actors as apes the way they walked and it had a real primate kind of feel to it like that looked really good it was yeah absolutely. it was well shot it was a good looking film as well yeah absolutely yeah like they didn't they didn't muck around um they apparently they had something like a month and a half at ape school where they learned how to be apes <laughs> you're getting schooled to be an ape and I, you got you know what the one thing i do have to give a lot of credit to is the costumes in this like they yep. look like legitimate apes they move you can kind of pretty good see their performances the actor's performance through the makeup, which is always yep. good because a lot of times back, especially back early 2000s, late 90s, that would get lost behind all that makeup. Mm. Um, we're really good at it now, but back then it wasn't so good. Um, and like people like Tim Roth obviously took it very serious and like they have all these twitches and things where they like, yep. you know, like she w- walks in the room and puts her arm and head down and arm up like a form of submission. Yeah. So they're civilised monkeys, but there's also that primal instinct inside them. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of my favourite things about the film. Um, but there's no real stories like General Fade, played by Tim Roth, I think he's probably the best thing about this film, Tim Roth. Um, and, but then he's, any, any, any storyline he has sort of fades away and he just becomes a, a moustache-twirling villain. Yeah. It's, it's funny because now you look at the new ones that came out and you're like, oh, this is what you would probably wanted to do is a film like this. Like you probably wanted to... I guess be taken semi-serious. I mean, it's not like I don't think there's any laughable moments with the monkeys. And no, stuff. like no, you know, no. I think it's all well presented like that. Yep. But yeah, just it's just yeah, it's just it it just missed the mark. Yeah, it, it could have been, it could have been great. They probably needed another five or six revisions on the script. Yeah, I think. I mean, <laughs> polish it up like a bit. like we said. I mean, the the whole um, uh, Marky Mark's character, uh, Sir has, Wahlberg. Yeah, Sir Wahlberg has absolutely. Like, he has no investment in it. Like, he mm. tells these people to go away. He doesn't want to help yep. them. I'm not, this isn't my fight. And then I'm he just kind of helps home. them because I think it saves his own neck. And, yeah, right. and then as soon as it's done, he's off. He's out of there. He's like, I've got to get out of here. I did like the fact that this spaceship that crashed into the planet thousands of years ago, he just walks up and sticks his hand on the palm reader and the door opens. Well, he does mention the nuclear reactor that's meant to last Yeah, forever. but like. I know, I know. Come on. <laughs> um. The, the budget was $100 million, sorry. $100 million. So $100 million yeah. and it made back $180 million, So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for, for that before and I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, but for $100 million, bucks, yeah, you, if you're going to invest $100 million bucks in a movie, I guess back then as well, you were probably hoping you got a franchise out of it and yeah. I don't think anyone would ever have bothered to try and make well, it. Well, they did get a franchise out of it in the end, just not from this film. Yeah, and I think it's owned by someone else, that franchise. It's a different studio house, so the rights must have gone up. Um, but if I'm wrong, someone write in and tell me how wrong I am. Of course. Well, and in fact, <laughs> that goes for all times when Shane is wrong. By all means, write like in and tell us when he's wrong. All my pointed out. Um, I love it. Explicitly. I thrive on it. <laughs> That's right. It makes him a better Some person. Some people like feet. I like that. That's he, my thing. He likes being told he's wrong. <laughs> um, he's not the Messiah. <laughs> he's not he's a really naughty boy. Uh, the Planet of the Apes, I guess, we talk, really talk about the end. He jumps back in his ship. Weirdly, the weird love triangle that plagues this movie, which we just briefly mentioned, is weird, right? Yes. Because, like, he seems more sexually attracted to the hybrid monkey or hybrid ape woman than he is to Stellan or whatever her name is. Yeah, Estella. Some supermodel. It's weird. It's like, is 
is he going to fuck that monkey? And then he kisses her at the end and the human girl barely gets a goodbye. Yeah, that's She right. barely gets a, he almost nods at her from the cockpit. That's right. He looks over and sees Touch her and he's like, well, I better go and say something. And mm. so he does. But the other girl, the uh, um, uh, Ari, the character that um, Carter plays, you know, they have this tender moment and she's like, oh, they'll tell stories of you. And then he gives her a big wet one and you're yeah. like, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Why, why would he kiss I'm not judging anyone. If you want to have sex with animals, I mean, it's illegal, so don't do it. Yes. And they okay. can't consent. So actually, I am judging people. Yes, that's don't right. Have sex yeah, with you're animals. very judgmental. Very explicitly saying, do not do have right. sex with animals. It's not a good idea. Human hybrid animals? I don't know. We haven't reached that part yet. We'll find out We're when we get there. We're not evolved to that yeah, point. We'll find yeah. out when we get there. Um, so he says his goodbyes, gets in the ship, takes off, and then crash lands again. Of course. Because he just can't land that Because he can't land a spaceship. He needs the, the monkey, CMOS. The, or uh, no, Perky. What was the monkey's name? Seamus was the evil one that started it all. It was yeah. um, Pericles. Pericles, that's it. Pericles. Pericles, no, that was, he was a, Icarus. He was a dude. I liked him. Yeah, he got he out of a really ship cool and monkey. took off, went inside, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, I'm back." Yeah, with my people. I guess it's only been like minutes to him. But yeah. yeah. Uh, and he crash lands on. He hears these voices saying, "You don't have permission to land." You know, rah rah rah. And he's flying yeah. over to Washington. He crash lands on the Abraham Lincoln Memorial statue and gets out and. Oh, my God. Surprise, it's, surprise. It's, it's Abraham Lincoln. It's Abraham Lincoln. It's they, General Thad, who he left locked up in the mm. – and uh, all the police and fire trucks rock up and it's modern modern day, and they're, but they're all apes. And you're like, yeah. oh, God, and he's got that, you know. He just doesn't have that – the original had with there was our planet. You know, like he just – and he's just, oh, what have I done, you know, mm. and it's like – I'm, th- I'm thinking – I'm confused. Like, I'm thinking in his – It's left with credits. In his mind, he's thinking – Shit, I'm still not home. Now I've got to find another spaceship to fly so back into that the storm. The one thing I'm sure of is that he was never on Earth for the bulk of the film because we see that shot with the two moons. When he's taking yep. off, there's other planets around, so it's yep. definitely not Earth. Not Earth. So is he on Earth at the end and why is Thade there? I couldn't understand why he came out of that storm and crash-landed on, let's say it's Earth because it, it's made to look like Earth, yep. when they were in the middle of space before. So if he's yeah. gone through the same storm, why is he now in the middle of somewhere else? I don't think anybody. The only thing I no can think of. No one thought that through. But that would imply that he's back, still on the same planet, which he couldn't be because it would have looked different when he was coming. We'd have seen those ships again. Yeah. So he's definitely back on another planet, whether it's Earth or not. Yep. But my question is, how is Dade there? Good call. How is he there? Like I know he didn't kill him. So did Dade get out and then and then cause take over and, yeah. kill and do what yep. he was going to do and rule the world and then with the technology of the ship, you know, maybe advanced. And then so he's just gone into the time thing and then come back and it's like so he's gone 200 f- years later or He's something. gone forward in time again. Yeah, he's just time jumped forward onto the same oh. planet. But it's not the same planet because there's no... Oh, see? Or did... Th- oh, because I just... If oh. they'd followed him, how he would have gone in second so he would have come out first. How would he, follow, how would he follow him though? There's if, no ships. I don't know. If he got a ship and or built technology and advanced... See, no, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's no, just I'm a strong clutch and straws. Yeah. Why am I defending this film? Stop it. Stop it. This is, this is not it. This is the biggest problem. That was not the theme. The, the theme was not film. defend <laughs> defend million dollar movies. I don't think even Tim Burton probably could explain to him if we had him sitting here. I, I, I don't think anyone could have. And we tried. He just wouldn't return Yeah, he won't return our emails. Uh, so, yeah, that was Planet of the Apes 2001. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, recommending? I'd recommend to watch it just yeah. for the effects of the apes and. Yeah. There's no story there. I mean, the thing that stops me from recommending it is one hour and 59 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's too long to not have enough story or <laughs> a story. You will hate me for recommending and watching <laughs> it and going, why did you waste two hours of my life? 
Just YouTube some clips, maybe. I don't know. The <laughs> effects are really nice. Tim Roth's doing a good job. You get yep. a Charlton Heston cameo, which is quite nice, as Thade's dad lying in bed in his yep. deathbed. Um, which apparently Tim Roth and him had a big, they don't like each other. Don't get along. And anti-gun and he's mm. in our amen. I think I read that in the trivia as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess I would kind of, no, nah, I don't think, oh, I, can, mm. I can't recommend it on the time because it's, it's two hours and it's a slog. It's yeah. a slog to get through because, like you said, there's small action pieces but far and few in between. There's a lot of just staring at each other and there's a lot of opportunities to do something and they don't take advantage of it. The, you know, you've got the different classes there. You've got the two mm. warring races. You know, he talks about how they treat monkeys. And like you said, there's so many glaring comparisons. You could even make this a pro-vegan sort of vegetarian type yep. movie and say, hey, you know, look, animals are humans and they have life and, you know, this is the extreme of that. But, you know, it's the same principle. Um, and, oh, God, I, the, the main girl, I can't stand her. And why does she look like a million dollars every time she's on screen? They're meant to be living in the, the jungle. Everyone else looks like rat shit. Their hair's all matted. She goes on screen, beautiful red lips, beautiful yeah, hair. Nice blue eyes. Blue eyes. Not a, not a blemish on her. No armpit hair. She's boom, you know. But that's a gripe for another reason or another podcast. Uh, so, yeah, how about you? But um, It's toughy, isn't it? It is. I hadn't seen it before, so that was my first Oh, you watch. hadn't seen it before? No, I hadn't okay. seen it before. I, I'm not a big Planet of the Apes kind of person. So, no, me I mean, I haven't seen any of the new ones either. It's just not my bag. The new ones are good. You should watch them. They're just good stories. And John Lithgow, boom. If, if I watched all the movies you told me I should watch, I would have to lock myself in a basement. Yeah, but the moment I say watch Japanese tentacle porn, two days later I get a message. Turn the TV off. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably it's a probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we've had a maybe before. A maybe, a maybe recommend. It, it is just that that runtime. It's just too long. They could cut. They could easily cut 30, 40 minutes oh, out of it. Oh, you could slice half an hour of this film with your eyes closed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump forward a little bit in time. Let's move on. Um, we're hovering around the two thousand. Like I said, we have got two thousand and seven Transformers. More than meets the eyes. Strap yourself in, kids. Yeah. Tagline: There wore our world. Which I think they stole from Alien vs Predator. That, that was, was in the trivia. That, that it was. Supposed, oh, really? Was it? Yeah, it was supposed to it. be the tagline for AVP. Because <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought that when I was writing yeah. it down. I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard it somewhere else as well. Yeah. Wow. But I can't. I mean, it's an obvious tagline. They've, they've got one dude locked in a basement writing taglines. You know, he gets stressed. I feel like they do have one dude, and he's just like, uh, he's just <laughs> a pun machine. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just cranking like, him out. You'll be sorry, you were ever born human. What like, seems kind of threatening for a film that's PG thirteen? <laughs> uh, Transformers. Wow. Um, directed by Michael Bay. Uh, Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, The Island, Pearl Harbor, Pain and Gain. Written by uh, Robert Orsio and Alex Kurtzman, um, who have pretty extensive fingers in a few different pies, especially at the moment. They did. They they came from Hercules and Xena. So props to them. Uh, great show. They were the ones who rebooted Star Trek, uh, Amazing Spider Man, um, Legend of Zorro. Uh, and they did Cowboys and Aliens. So then I kind of like them, but at the same time they're kind of like just wandering my childhood fishing, spear fishing <laughs> things that they can drag into. I think they might have been involved in Turtles, but I'm not sure on that. That wouldn't surprise me. Regardless, they've seen a niche and they've gone for it. Mm. So my first complaint of Transformers, Whoa. two hours and 24 minutes. <laughs> you don't even Jesus get through Christ. all of the stats before your Jesus first complaint. Christ. It is long. It's a slog. $150 million budget. 
But it's Michael Bay, so yeah. you know that man has probably earned his right to get 150 million dollars. And budget. you can see and hear 150 he, million dollars he gets as well. You, he gets your bang for your buck. Yeah, I've seen many a hundred million plus film, but he gets his bang for his buck. Yeah. You know, um, we'll get well, into it. Yeah, but we'll keep. Lifetime going. gross. How much do you think it's made? A lot. Just film, not not merch and stuff. Just the film. Yeah, three hundred. Three nineteen. Yeah, yeah. That's just the film. God knows what they've made in toys and video games and everything else. Triple um, that. Yeah, yeah. So this one, uh, Charles Labeouf, <laughs> saying Sam Witwicky, uh, Megan Fox, uh, John Voight, John Tutoro, Josh Dumal, uh, and the wonderful Peter Cullen who have voiced the original Optimus Prime. Hmm. Um, it's a good cast. I yeah. mean, uh, Shia LaBeouf, I like him. I mean, With the it, exception of Megan Fox. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's not great, no. She's, I'm trying to think of something I've seen her that I liked. She was kind of funny in 40, 40 um, what was it, This Is 40? But she was kind of like playing a parody of herself, I guess. So mm. I don't know. I was trying to figure out what other movies she'd been in. Jennifer's Body. Which, where she acted. Yeah. And I do feel bad for her in this film because she doesn't get the chance to act. Mm. Oh, she gets I'm the not... chance to stand still and have a camera sort of yeah. just... Move slowly around her. Move slowly <laughs> extreme around close up. Extreme close-ups of her vagina. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, I think you see a midriff. I lost count. I was trying yeah. to keep count of how many times you see a midriff. They, they really, really over-sexualise I mean, her a lot. It's like glaring. for a high school-aged girl. Like I hadn't watched this since it came out, so I hadn't watched this film in 10 years. Yeah. And then I rewatched it um, and I was like, holy moly, like I don't remember this being so... Yeah. I mean, she's an attractive girl, but that shouldn't be the only thing she brings to the film. Yeah, and like you said, she's like... She's she supposed to be, to be a school-aged girl, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. 17. Yeah. Um, and she later got in trouble, we kicked off the other movies because she made some remark about Bay being like Hitler, I think, and so Spielberg yeah. booed her off because Spielberg, I think, has got producing credits on this. Yes. But then she came back. But then she's... No, did she? She was in the second one. Yeah, I haven't I seen any the second others. one she got booed off and she hasn't been back since. But then she did Turtles with... Turtles with yeah, Bay's Platinum Dunes company produced that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I've made no secret that I don't like these films. You certainly haven't made any secret that you don't like it. No, and I, I think, and I don't want to sound like a nerd. I'm not going to go all Optimus Prime has flames. That doesn't bother me. I, I can accept you, change. I, you are going to sound like a nerd regardless, and an angry True, nerd right. at that. You're, you're right. Just say it. So I'll say what my problem with this film is before we get into the problems that everyone else will have. Yes, this, and a lot of people argue this film was born from a, a, a toy commercial. I agree. But I think what Transformers represented for me as a kid was it was about the difference that brought people together and it was about hope and it was about a good old-fashioned good versus evil. And the good guys didn't always win, but they always tried. And for me, that was like the hope of the film. And I don't think you have to make a movie about giant robots that's just about giant robots smashing yeah. stuff up. You can Watch a film like The Iron Giant. That's a brilliant film where that Iron Giant is a character within the film and it's like it has a personality and it's a character and I care about it. This film, I don't care anything about these Transformers. So you're not upset when Jazz gets ripped in half? Not in the slightest. I don't even know when that happens because I, well, that, that's my other problem with this film is the design of these robots is stupid, just plain, flat-out stupid. Too complicated? Well, no, because I remember the, at the time they were like, we wanted to make it as realistic as possible, you know, that these things could actually turn into the cars that they, they turn into. Oh, okay. So when there's a giant football-sized fucking cube, that can drop down to the size of a baseball. Okay, okay. But we want to keep the Transformers realistic? Like, no bullshit. Like, just, you know, just say, like, I get it. As a director, he probably wanted to put his stamp on it and redesign yeah. the robots. But for me, the design of the robots is horrible uh, and the characterizations of the robots is horrible. 
And the film focuses far too much on the visuals. Yeah. Like I give, I, I, I really like Michael Bay. He's one of my favorite directors. Uh, Armageddon will make me cry every single time I watch it, uh, without a doubt. I love Bad Boys. Um, I love The Rock. I think The Rock is such a good film. I love Pain and Gain. I wish Michael Bay would make more films like Pain and Gain, like smaller budget people films, because I think he's got potential. However, his ability to blow things up in action and film is amazing. Yep. He's very, very good at it. Yep. Um, especially those scenes, like the early scene in the film with the, the scorpion bot comes out. Yep. and He films it well, but then when you throw these Transformers into it, and they're rolling around on camera and grabbing each other. And you can't really tell who's who. Yeah. Like, I don't want to sound like my dad, but it's really hard to tell which character's which, even just like the difference between the bad guys because they're all grey. So, I mean, I don't know who Starscream is. And, I, and the, I mean, I talk about, I'm going to go on, on, on. <laughs> the characterization of these robots, when we first meet all of the Transformers, is so cringeworthy to me. Hi, I'm Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I'm the big grumpy one. And it's like, even in the cartoon show that's 40 years old, they do a better job of characterising, of making you feel. And the new cartoon shows, I've watched a couple of them, and they're really good. Like, they really hit the hit the sweet spot for me. But this film doesn't. Like, that's my biggest problem is, I guess the reason I don't like this film and the reason I'm not a big fan of like these turtle films and stuff is, it's not, oh, my childhood's being wrecked. Because you know what? Something can exist and two things can exist can at the same exist. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand people that are like, my childhood's being raped. It's like, it's not. Like, you can still love Ghostbusters and then still see that piece of shit Ghostbusters movie that came out. Like, you can still do both. <laughs> that one, yeah, it takes a little bit of a, I guess it takes a little bit of a piss over the originals. Sometimes films do that. I will yeah. acknowledge that. But you can, it doesn't take you your experience. You can give it a wide yeah. berth. You don't have to watch it. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. It's the other alternative. But for me, I think with Transformers, um, and I've only ever, I only watched the second one, and I watched the third one under protest. Um, and I'll probably watch the other ones just because they're spectacle films. But I won't pay to go to the cinema to watch them. It's ridiculous. Uh, is the potential these films could have had? Yeah. I guess that's my last sort of thing: is that these films could have had potential, but um, a lot of it's just thrown out the window. So you've let loose on it. I yeah. <laughs> I knew reading IMDb trivia that I didn't even read the trivia. The reason. That you were not never going to like this movie was written right there in black and white. What and was that's it? That Michael Bay was never a fan of the cartoon. Yeah, and he, th- and he thinks that that made helped him make a better film. Yeah, I, I remember when this one came out, he was big vocal about that, and I was just like, oh. so he he feels like that gave him freedom to take whatever creative direction he wanted, yeah. without paying any respect to what yeah. had existed. Beforehand. And you see that in the film, and that, and that's going to upset some people. Um, I agree with you on the characterizations of them because Jazz is a horrendously annoying character and he doesn't need to be. Borderline racist character. Exactly. Which, yeah, the other uh, like, it's, it's almost like um, you can't see like they're trying to get their, um, their racial quota, you know, yeah. fees in there. So they have, to, they have to ham it up in dialogue yeah. and it's really, it's not, not good. So you're kind of glad when he gets ripped in half because you don't want to hear him. And then they, they take that further in the next ones and I actually don't yeah, it's really bad. I don't mind this movie. In fact, I think I'm this is come the out, best one out of the three. I I'm going to come say, out and yeah. say it. This is actually a good action movie. It may not be a good Transformers movie, the, but it is a good action movie. Oh, I'll take that because like I said, Bay knows how to do If I ever made an action film, if someone said, here's $150 million, Shane, I would focus on all the dialogue and the characterization, and I would beg Michael Bay to come in and help me shoot the action scenes. Yeah. That man can cover and he knows how to blow up stuff. 
He's a genius yeah, when it comes to it that. Is, it is a good action film, but it just has some really bad choices in it. If And again, I'm not a massive Transformers no. cartoon uh, watcher. I so I watched it as a kid, but I wasn't. Yeah. I'm not a diehard. I'm not. A, I'm so I'm not an angry nerd. So I can yeah. approach it with without you know rose coloured glasses. That I think even thing, so. as a standalone film, which I've looked at it, which I looked at it this viewing. Yep. like I took all my Transformers nostalgia aside. As a standalone film, it's terrible. Like it, it's plot wise is non-existent. Like, but you get that from a lot of action movies. You do, but so, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. You, we're, I think you're we're in the golden age thing. of action era movies yeah. at the moment, where we're getting great characters in good action yeah. films. Uh, whereas maybe the '90s we had a lot of dumb action films, but yeah. they embraced what they were. Yeah. Again, this is why I think these big films. I mean, I'm probably going to mention this three. Well, not with signs, but these two in particular we've talked about. It doesn't know what it is. Like, you know, Bumblebee pisses on John Tutoro. Yeah. Unnecessary. It just doesn't see, seem... That, see, that's just a bad and, choice. But then two minutes later, out. we've got Bumblebee being horribly caught and harpooned by this, yep. this, this underground agent. And it's like, hang on, you can't go... You can't do that. I don't know a film that successfully does that. Within a two-minute bracket goes from... Is that robot pissing on John mm. uh, Fucking Academy-nominated. Is he Academy-nominated? He probably is. He's a great <laughs> he's actor regardless. Being, being urinated on by a giant robot and mm. then I'm supposed to feel sorry. Like... I think you just set yourself up for failure when you do that yeah. kind of thing. I just think this is the kind of script that could have been better. It, and It could have used some polishing. I mean, his character annoys me anyway, so I quite like him getting urinated yeah, on. sure. Um, he's an, I think he's meant to be an annoying dipshit. Absolutely. But he just bugs me. Yeah. Like, for, for no, you know, justifiable reason, I just don't like his character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I get that with a few characters in yeah. it, but there's, I mean, it's got some really cool moments that oh, you like, would probably cringe at. Like when he's running with the... I was almost going to call it the Tesseract then <laughs> when he's running with the, <laughs> what is it called? The Allspark. The Allspark. And he, he slips over and it sends that power wave and then, you know, insert. Uh, <laughs> product placement. Yeah, product placement. Oh man, you want to do me a product placement? This movie, this movie does it very well. It. But, you know, the Xbox comes to life yeah, yeah, and, then yeah. the, and you get the little noise that, that the Xbox makes when it starts Ding. up. I liked that. Yeah. Like it makes me chuckle. And the vending yeah. machine comes to life. I don't know why they all come to life. Evil? Well, that's my other thing with this. There's no mythology built into these movies. And, and the three I've watched, the mythology changes every film. Yeah. And from people who have told me watch, they're like, don't even watch the last two because they said it. they basically well, I, ignore everything. I gave they, up after the second one because the yeah. second one is so much worse than the first yeah, they one ignore, by a long They just way. reinvent it as they go along. And that's another problem I have. Characterization and mythology. If you're going to have robots, sentient robots, build the mythology around them. Like, how are they born? Like, mm. you know, in one of them, they come out of sacks in that third one. Like, is there gender in these robots? Are they sentient beings? Yeah, why, what makes a Decepticon and what makes an Autobot? Do they mm. get a choice? Like, if they'd built this gender better, they built this gender idea of robots and males and females and they have kids and, like, what, what's life on Cybertron like? Yeah. Is it just horrible fighting, you know? I think if you'd built all that around, you'd have a more solid film, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which I guess we should probably talk about the plot of the film. Not that there's anything really exciting about it. I mean... It, what trigger? I'm trying to think. What triggers the whole plot and off is the Decepticons. Nothing? Yeah, nothing really triggers. They kind of. They kind of. The Decepticons invade. are looking for Megatron, who landed yeah. on Earth but, in 1920. No, 1895. Seven. Oh, that was when he was discovered. Era. Yeah. So he's been oh, on yeah. Earth for a couple hundred years, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And they find the frozen body. Sam Witwicky's great grandfather finds but, the body. But there's no catalyst 
there's no point at which they identify that they the Decepticons know Megatron's here and that's why they've decided to invade. Well, I assume that's why they're looking for him because that little computer's going through all the files trying to find the Iceman project or whatever it was called. Yeah, but how do they know he's on Earth? They never... But, and that's the thing. Yeah, they and, never and let and you know they, that. And the Autobots keep going on about how Megatron wants the AllSpark because he yeah. wants to use all of mankind's technology to rebuild Cybertron on Earth. Yeah. But hang on, he landed hundreds of years ago when mankind's technology didn't exist. Yeah. So that can't be his motives. He's been frozen in ice for the last 200. So how do you know his motives, Optimus Prime? Very good now point. Now I'm suspicious of you, Optimus Prime. Very good point. But aside from that. <laughs> aside from that giant hole. <laughs> that giant gaping hole in the film. Uh, and they don't care about it. And you get that comes through on the screen. And you know what? I totally get people who love this film. Yep. People who just want to go check their brain at the door and just watch robots blow shit up. Yep. I get that. Good action sequences. Good on you. Army shooting. This is the kind of movie for you. If that's what you want, you don't worry too much about characters or plot, watch this film. It's great. It's got all that and then some. There is probably two or three too many slow motion grotesque women driving (laughs) scenes. Every attractive, like, oh yeah, don't even get me started. Like the girl in the random girl in the street needs a slow motion (laughs) as the robot overhead. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then the the, the computer genius uh, is that Australian actress? I can't remember. Rachel Hunter. No, no, uh, that's Rachel. You're thinking of Piranaconda. Um, <laughs> I can't is, remember. Is it not Isabel Lucas? There's a couple no, of them. she was in the other one. It's Rachel something. It, Taylor. Rachel, Rachel Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Um, did she really Aussie up the accent or was it just starkly I think she just couldn't hide it very well, yeah. And <laughs> then really up against uh, Anthony, Anthony Anderson, Anderson, who I love. <laughs> Anthony Anderson. He's, he's like my so favorite thing in the film. Yeah, yeah. When he's all like... Let's you know they get uh, they they play two hackers who hack the signal and, and, yeah. and get arrested by um by the government eventually, and that, he's that all like, played cool. Arrest, yeah, he's on a plate of donuts. The donuts. That's donuts. why I ate all that. Classic donuts. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. I mean that guy's career should be so much bigger than it is. Um, <laughs> and then he flips straight away. It was, it, was her. Her. it was her. It was her. It was her. So I mean, there's definitely some good laughs in there, and I do like that. Bay has a good cheeky sense of humor, especially like in The Rock and Armageddon and stuff mm. like that. But um, I just get, to, I, can't, I don't know, I just can't enjoy these films. I don't know if it's because my nostalgia is, I don't think it's my nostalgia. I think these films are too stupid for me and they don't know what they want to be. And like, I love stupid films as much as the next person. But for these, I find the action sequence very hard to follow. Yeah. Um, because the, the robots, I just don't like the designs of the robots. And that really jars on my experience, I think, because it's hard to follow them. Like, I, I, I sit there and I think to myself, at least once each robot gets a really awesome transformation like yeah. they, they really milk yeah, it yeah. Um, and they do a really slow one and then the rest of the time it, you know except yeah. for Optimus I, I think Optimus that. Prime gets a couple of long ones he gets that super long one when you first um, see him and then otherwise they're like really snappy so they I mean yeah. they're definitely leaning into the visual effects side yeah, of things yeah. and, and they look, look it looks they good they look and Those, still you, they look like really there wasn't good. a point in that film where I didn't think that robot wasn't yeah. there like yeah. that robot's there every you know you're watching them interacting with things and uh, I remember the second one, while it was a giant, terrible film, I remember the visuals got even better and I'm yeah. sure the newest one, they'll be... Phenomenal. From the trailer, that looks ridiculously yeah. phenomenal. Um, so no no qualms there, but yeah. What, me, what I did is um, I own this movie on HD DVD. Yes, kids, a little format that nobody's ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, you had it on HD um, So I sat down in my theatre room by myself. Yes, Turned the lights off, whacked the projector on, got You've the sound seen system. HDD player? Yeah. Nice. Got the, got the sound system going and I sat there the whole time thinking, yes, this is a big budget action film. It looks amazing. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Sound design on this movie oh, yeah, is yeah. phenomenal. The score is excellent. The, the score m- is fantastic. The yeah. music that they pick for it is 
very Peter good. Cullen's voice is fantastic yep. as, as Optimus. Um, I, I actually had a moment when That's I was That's the other thing that pisses me off is he's, he's the only one who seems to give a vocal performance. Yeah. Every yep. other robot in it barely, I mean, sorry, Hugo Weaving is Megatron yeah. very briefly on screen because Megatron doesn't rock up to like the last 10 minutes yep. of the film. But Peter Cullen's the only one who gives a vocal performance. I think everyone else is just like, I'm but that, this part. But, but that's right. his character. Like, he played it. So. Yeah, yeah. But why wouldn't you try and push that out of the other yeah. ones? Like, it's almost like they were one take, you know. I'm the medical robot, you know. Rah, 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 you know? There, there was a moment there, and I think, I can't remember when it is. It's kind of like the um, the main kind of rallying patriotic theme in the movie, and it's it's very Avenger-esque. Like yeah, yeah. It's got that really moving, you know, Rising. we're going to, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, and then the other thing that really struck me is we both watched this on Friday night, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the day we, the world found out Chester Beddington had passed away and he's obviously oh, the lead Lincoln singer Park. of Linkin Park yeah, yeah, yeah. and the movie ends with the Linkin Park track and I'm thinking, talk about signs, Yeah. Uh, which we'll do next. But yeah. um, that, that you know, it kind of, yeah, the emotional it was a bit weird. On it. yeah. What a way, the weird way the movie ends with uh, LaBeouf and Fox making out on top of Bumblebee. Yeah. While all the other ones sit is around he, in car form. Is, is Bumblebee okay with that? Yeah, I was like, hmm. I mean, I have trouble with the being inside the car part. Yeah. Right. Like, and like she makes the and joke about sitting on the seat and I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's a fair point. Hmm. What is the seat to this Transformer? <laughs> like his right shoulder? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the film's pretty useless. It's all about this giant allspark that is as big as a football field and is buried in Hoover Dam. Mm. Um, they built it shrinks the dam. down to the size of... Had they have known that, they wouldn't have had to build Hoover Dam. No. Um, and then the biggest, stupidest decision of this movie is made, let's take this to the city to try and hide it from the incoming Decepticons. Yeah, that's not good. You're in the middle of the desert. I hate it when movies do this. I, and Let's run it towards I people. I mean, it's 2007, so it's not Transformers' fault, but I'm sick of seeing buildings get knocked down. But, yeah, that weird whole let's take it to the city just so we can have this Hide it somewhere and the army can take it away. No, stay in the desert and just blow these things. These Transformers can be blown up with guns. You've got air. The army doesn't really put their foot down in this movie, in my opinion. They send, like, a couple of tanks and a couple Mm. of helicopters. Yeah. Like, I have to assume you've got better weapons than that. We can only hope. In the desert. If you just waited for them in the desert, you would see them coming a mile Pick away and just blow <laughs> yeah, the shit out of them. I know you've got some kind of satellite gun. Even in 2007, the, gov- the US government has a satellite gun. Well, interestingly enough, apparently they got um, help from the US Defence Department to shoot the movie and it was the first time since the 2003 Hulk movie that the F-22 Raptor had been seen on screen. Oh, really? IMDb trivia, your ass. Because yeah. I imagine Bay probably has a good relationship with... That was the other thing. Defense like, forces. they spent a lot of money on this movie. Apparently, he um, lowered his fee so that they could keep it, the production in America. Yeah. But he would have got, like, a bit of the back but, end, which would be... But you spent $150 million. So you I don't know what his original fee was. what his fee would have been. It'd be big. It'd be $20 million plus. Um, yeah. I just, I don't like it. I can't willfully re- recommend Transformers He's not going to anyone. It. He's I not going to recommend it. Um, I can see why a majority of people would like this, yep. and I do remember when it came out there was a very mixed response, which is, I think, dynamite for these kinds of films. If you yep. can get a mixed response, you're going to get an even higher opening box weekend because that's why I went and saw it. You know, I'm a Transformers fan. I heard a bunch of bad reviews. I'm like, oh, let's go and see it. Yeah, the trailers didn't wow me. I didn't like the design. I'm not that far a nerd that I get upset with, you know, Optimus having lips and flames. Like, I could give two hoots about that. Mm. Do I like the design? No, but I could live with it. You know, the yeah. same when you watch a Spider-Man movie or something, they redesign and do stuff differently. 
Uh, I always reference organic web shooters on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I had yep. no problems with that. That was fine. Some things you're going to have to adapt for, for a film, you know what I mean? But um, whew, why wasn't Bumblebee a V-dub? I just don't understand. No. If I made the film, it would have been set in 1984. That's all I'm saying. So that, that, that's, a, that's a recommend from Shane? Definitely recommend. I mean, you should watch it if you love just big, Action movies. Obscene. Yep. But big. my experience with these films is like as I was watching two and then I watched they were just getting worse. Yeah. I can't imagine what this is. You don't, you don't go like. on. You watch the I, – I will recommend the first one because, like I said, I think it is a good I also action think you should movie. cut 35, 40 minutes out of it. You yes. have subplots that go literally nowhere. Yeah. The stuff with the mum and dad – is just I don't even yeah. know why it's there, and it continues in the second one and gets even worse because it's like they get accidentally the, get high. There's plenty of fat in there that can be chewed out. It no, doesn't need Optimus to be prime tripping over three hours, stepping on the fountain. Oops, my bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm being nerdy with that kind of stuff, but again, it comes back to the characterization yeah. of it. And for a movie that's already long, it doesn't need to be doesn't there. Need like, that's the food, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. the first stuff you can cut out. So. Yeah. Yeah, it makes some mistakes. It's not going to – well, it definitely didn't please the, the Transformers diehards. I, I, I still think, think it's a good action think, movie. I still think – I know a lot of Transformers diehards who love it. I still think it's a good action yeah. movie and I'd still – if you haven't seen it, I'd still recommend you watch it. Mm. Um, you have to forgive it for, for some of its foibles, but it's still – I think it's still entertaining. I just, you get the impression that they don't respect the film and it comes through to me in the, in the yeah. film's – um, and then as each film goes and they reinvent the rules, it just gets, it just worse. gets yeah. worse and you realise that this is just a money machine for them. And you know what? I'm not condemning anyone for that because oh, I would get on board. If they said, hey, Shane, you want to come on board this money train? I'd get on there right I mean, away. You'd be on the money train. I'd be on the money yeah. train straight away. You'd be on there like, I'm the caboose. Woo, woo. Money yep. train. Transform's the best movie I've ever seen. Go out and see it, people. Um, I think I was you for the second one, though. Like me and Fox bent over a motorbike pretending to be a oh, mechanic. God, it's like so it's. But yeah. the, I just didn't realise how bad it wasn't until I watched this a second time. And, you know, when she's looking at his car yep. and he's just staring at her vagina, directly at her <laughs> vagina, and she's just like, my dad taught me about cars. And I'm like, nope, nope, that's not enough. I need more than this. I need more than my dad taught me about cars. And then she's just yep. like, all right, pop the hood. And she just, like, does nothing. Mm. Like She oh just looks God. at it and goes, oh, yeah, try it now. I mean, I get it. The guy, you know, oh. he, he had a lot of... He's from the goddamn Playboy channel, you know, that's where he got his start and stuff like that. So he knows how to film women on a rotating camera. Give him $150 million, he's probably going to do the same thing. Not probably, he <laughs> has. has got dollies everywhere. Five times. I feel bad for her because if I watched that film as an actress, I'd be like, oh, really? Like, mm. that's my contrib- contribution to this film? Yeah. Like, oh, like, it's so bad. And then it gets worse when she gets She really out. doesn't bring anything else to the, the second no, one. I mean, at least LaBeouf gets a little bit of wiggle room, a little bit of acting going on, you know. Mm. But this franchise, I have to say, the, the caliber, the Anthony Hopkins is in the new one. Yep. I mean, holy shit. You know, Francis They've McDormand, got the money. John Goodman. They've got the money. Stanley Tucci, you know, these are brilliant world-class performers. You know, I mean, again. Everyone needs a paycheck. Yeah. Everyone needs a paycheck. Got that bathroom extension i got to do. Everyone needs money, right? Like, you got to have money. All right, we'll put that one to bed because... Otherwise, I'll keep going. That's, That's why right. we didn't do it last. Yes. <laughs> 2002, signs, a message, a warning, a sign of things to come. Mm. Mm. Now, I mm. think I have to start this off by saying when you Go. suggested we do this movie, we both had the like. Well, obviously, we both had the same conversation. We were both involved in it. But I said to you, is that the Mel Gibson movie that was horrible? And you said, yes, that's the one. It was a real stinker. Yeah. So we both, we only watched this once when it came out and we both thought the exact same thing about yes, it. Yes, that's all correct. Factual Which apparently a lot of the world also thought about this movie. Yeah, I think um, obviously this is directed and written by M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong. 
<laughs> and Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, The Village, Lady in the Water, Split of Current Times. Mm. He has a spotty record, I guess you would say. You know, some of those films are sheer brilliance. Mm. I, I always go on about how I think Unbreakable is almost a perfect film. Very Sixth good Sense was Sixth Sense fantastic. Is, yep. Um, village in the village, I thought was a little bit. I think that that's all where people start to, start to go. Fall yeah. off. Lady in the water, I really like Split, but I know a lot of people who didn't like Split, uh, which is the new one. Have you seen that one, James? I McAvoy? haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, though. it's 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 him toned down. So I think that's why I probably liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, like Six Sense and Unbreakable, I think are, are perfect films. Really He's produced yep. a few other films that are a bit questionable. The Devil, the one where they're all trapped in the elevator and stuff. So I think by the time Signs sort of. Was there? I think that was the third one. Six Sense, Unbreakable, Six Sense, Signs, maybe. Yeah. I guess and, he and had. A, he did Six Sense just before this as well, so that right. was ninety nine. Yeah. Six Sense was ninety nine. This is so. I guess with Six Sense, you know, he's he's got himself by this stage a reputation of yeah. Being, and I think that's where maybe the village fell down as well. As everyone's like, "What's the twist?" Like we're just waiting for yeah. the twist, you know. <laughs> that's it. Um, goes for an hour and forty six minutes. Seventy two million dollar budget. Seventy two million dollar budget. But I mean, he was the golden boy then, you know. Uh, obviously, Mel Gibson's in it as the Reverend, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Rory Culkin, Abigail Breslin. That's her first film. I, th- I think you've pronounced that wrong. Isn't that uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix. That's just a little in-joke for me. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. Um, the crop circles were real. They actually did yeah. real crop circles. That, they actually planted that field. Yeah, to do it. To yeah, do it. Because he didn't want to see the <laughs> And they built the house. Um, yeah, yeah. So what do you think the lifetime gross was? Oh, uh, I'm going mid hundreds. Yeah, two hundred twenty-seven million dollars. Nice. So that was a um, you know that's that's a good turn. That's, that's a good return for your seventy million. Triple, yeah, yep. Seventy-two mil. Um, I guess the whole premise of the film is basically aliens have come to Earth. They've planted crop signs, uh, crops you know signs crop in, the, in the crop yes. circle things. Um, and it just follows the story of this one young family, um, hmm. youngish family, They've got young kids. Yeah. Um, who live in, you know, like on a farm and it's Mel Gibson plays the dad, Joaquin Phoenix plays his younger brother. brother. Yep. Uh, and he's got two young kids and he just recently lost his wife in a car accident, yeah. really, to a horrible which, car accident. Which we, we sort of learned through flashbacks. Flashbacks during the during film, the, yeah. yeah. And then as, you know, we were not sure, they, you know, they're visited by aliens but they're not sure, they don't see them, they only see shadows. All classic Shyamalama stuff yeah. where he's just like... Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Shyamalan. 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 I think no one has trouble saying it. I think people just like taking the piss. I'm not taking the piss. I just don't know how to say it. Shyamalan. I'm saying it Shyamalan. No, I am kind of taking the piss. By if not I'm wrong, how to say it. by all means, write it and tell me I'm wrong, but I'm, yeah. I'm saying Shyamalan. So, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quite a small cast, though. There's only, about a, there's only about a dozen yeah, credits. Yeah, there's the sheriff and... It's, it's basically Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, the two kids, which yeah. <laughs> I, I kept sitting there thinking, man, that kid sounds like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Man, that kid looks like Macaulay Culkin. Turns out he's a Culkin. He's a Culkin. <laughs> he's a Rory. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's mainly those four on yeah. screen for most of the time. So the story just grows and aliens have landed. Yeah, it's about this it, it, family it's, surviving. It starts to snowball because at first, oh, it's a hoax. It's, it's kids, yeah. they're messing around. Yeah. Mel Gibson was a reverend but has lost his faith. He's lost his faith I mean, that's God. probably the interesting thing about the film is this man's loss of faith. Well, that, that, that is the backbone of the film. It's yeah. his, um, his loss of faith. Yeah. Um, and he tells people to don't call him father, I'm not a reverend yeah, anymore. Yeah, he keeps saying that and, to people he meets, yeah. Um, and so that, that's absolutely the backbone of it is his loss of faith and the journey he goes on. So having lost that uh, faith, <laughs> what makes this film, I guess, get critically panned? Um, 
there's a couple of genuinely great moments in this film. Yep. Um, when they first spot the alien in the Mexican uh, Mexico kids' birthday party. Yep. And they're filming it with the camcorder. And that's the first time you see it in its all its glory. And you're like, oh, yep. crap. And there's a few tense moments when they're being sort of watched by the aliens Bef- in their Before house you or, get the video footage, though, you get like the leg in the field. The leg in the field. Mel Gibson um, chasing You get the, the shadows. Torch. Yeah. And they, so they, and they, they, they do them. a really good job of He building. does that well. He builds yep. that suspense well. Um, I found the real, like the whole, everyone's performance is great. They're all good. They're all yep. good actors. All good I actors. Don't, yep. Don't quite that at all. But just the dialogue is so like full of itself to me. Like it, it's so everything they say is said with such heavy emotional weight, and you, you know certain things will mean other things later on. And you know, yeah. there's a lot of well, this will come back later on in the movie, and and that's what he does. You know, that's what he does best. Um, but it, I find it just really long, like an hour and forty six mm. minutes, and it felt like over two and a half hours. Like, and I didn't remember enjoying the film particularly in the first time I saw it. Either. I, I remember hating it the first oh, you time. Hated I it. hated it. I oh. thought that was that did not live up to any expectation I had of it. Um, but watching it again the second time, now this is only the second time I've seen it. So once yeah. when it came yeah. out, and then this time, um, I'm definitely a different person now that I was when it first came out. Obviously, sure. I've got a wife and kids and yeah, yeah. family and whatever. And Rectile dysfunction. I've, yes, of course, premature. No. Aliens are a metaphor. Um, I can see now Mel Gibson's performance, how you say it was like really slow and drawn out dialogue and whatever. It comes across to me now more like a man struggling with life in general, like he's struggling with where he's at now. Yeah. His, his wife only up. died six months ago. Yeah, and terribly, died horribly, he's, pinned to a tree. He's a reverend. Yeah. He's lost his faith in and God. And aliens that's should make life. you question that too, even more. But he, he lost it before that yeah, happened. Yeah, But then that's like piling on, you yeah. know. Um, so, and I don't, Mel Gibson is actually a, Damn good actor. He's a brilliant actor, regardless of his... Even when he has no dialogue, centrics. his face is saying a thousand words. Yeah, he's like Harrison Ford, can yeah. act with his face so he, well. And there's a couple of moments where you get really good face acting from Mel Gibson. Yeah. And Joaquin, I think, not at the same level, but yeah. certainly supporting. Definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, Joaquin's quite young in this too, I guess. Yeah. He looks young in it, but... I don't know that he... We should have probably looked into how many credits he had before this movie. I wouldn't yeah, think right. he'd have many. Yeah. Um, but... Strangely enough, I really dug it this time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that I story is... I hated it. That story is great. And I would love it to be a normal drama movie outside of the alien stuff. Mm. That, the, that's performed well. The dialogue, the table scene is a great scene. Mm. To me, is a great cinematic it's scene. It's gut-wrenching. Where the kid's like, you let mum die, and he yeah. cracks his shits and tells them to eat, and he's let them all pick what they want to eat for dinner because he's it's basically like, like you yeah. were all going to die here. I don't think we're going to make it. Like... It's it's heartbreaking. It's tragic and mm. stuff. But unfortunately, there's this alien story wrapped around that story, which is just nonsense and terrible. And the signs thing is terrible as well to me. Like that every little thing happened for a reason. Yeah. So you know we have things like the boy had asthma. So he's always puffing on his inhaler. And then at the end of the film, there's an alien. I'm just going to start spoiling stuff. Oh yeah, right? spoiler so away. The aliens shoot out a little thing out poisonous of their wrist gas and, out of their wrist. They yeah. gas people, and that's how they kill them. But he doesn't get gassed because he was having an asthma attack, so his lungs are closed, closed up. So it's like yeah. there's there's sign one, you know. Yeah. Sign two, uh, which I have the biggest problem with, is when he speaks to his wife and she's dying because she's pinned against this tree by this car and she gives him all messages and she tells, yeah. you know, uh, Joaquin Ca- Phoenix's character, Meryl, to keep swinging. Swing away, yep. Ah, uh, uh, like... You're standing in that situation where this alien's just poisoned your nephew and there's a baseball bat on the wall 
you used to be a baseball player with a really heavy swing. Does, does she, do you really need to be told to keep swinging? Did she need to be brutally killed like that so that he would keep swinging? Am I missing something? Is there you more of a message? You are missing something because this is Mel Gibson's uh, completing of his circle, of his character's oh. circle. This oh, is- good, so his wife died so he could get his faith back. Wait a minute, his wife dying is what took his faith. Correct. <laughs> so this is why I like it. His wife died and it just destroyed him. <laughs> it's taken his faith away. But now he's and seeing meaning in her death. He is, yes, like a good man of but God. That's a, that's a, he's seeing meaning in everything again now and it's brought him back It's to, stupid is what it is. <laughs> he's so enraged. And then the girl with the water. That I liked as well. I can let that slide by. Because like, it's contaminated, it's contaminated. So she's leaving all these glasses of yeah, water around the house. Yeah, are allergic to water. Turns out turns that water burns, burns them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So they invade a planet with all this water on it. That I have a problem with. And they're harvesting humans that are made up largely of water. I have a problem with the fact that surely they knew Earth was 72% water when they got here. Well, they do kind of throw away a line where they're staying away from large bodies of water. Yeah. And M. My problem is if you can travel through... As the the vet figures it out. Oh, we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that. They can travel through space. Correct. They're so advanced they don't even wear clothes. Who needs them? Because I think that's the pinnacle of civilization. I wish, I wish we could get that advanced. We'll never get there because we're two, two dumber species. It's the pinnacle of a, an intellectual civilization is they can all walk around naked. They're very fragile. Like he makes the reference that they have such big brains so they don't really worry about their physicality of their muscle. bodies, yep. which is, again, stupid because that's not how evolution works. And these aliens are ground-invading people. They don't have technology that can just pick up humans and take what they want. Correct. They're parking their giant camouflaged ships that travel through space and they're getting out of them and walking along the ground and picking people up. Yes. It's stupid. It's just stupid, (laughs) stupid, stupid. Like, they could... Why I don't even I'm not even gonna it's, I didn't write it's not my worry I think they make the mistake of trying to explain away too much though and it becomes desperate that book yeah. he keeps referencing this book yeah. like this book means something this book that looks like it was written twenty years ago by some doctor he's yeah. like oh in the book it says this and you're like well and the book do? was like amazingly accurate so it's either really accurate either that book travelled through space and time to be there to be written yep or the person that wrote it had some kind of connection with or made some that, all Or whole. made the book up. The book's made up. It could be made up, but it how is, was it so accurate? His daughter drew all the pictures in the book. It's in the... Oh, it's yeah. Book. The actual book is made up. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the figurative book in the movie. Yeah. But I think um, they, they try and explain away too much of why wouldn't they just come and... Because you know, they know it's stupid. Book. Maybe. I think they do because if you were writing this story, you'd be those are the questions you'd have a list of the questions. The excuse they have is why would why would it be a ground assault? Is because they knew eventually the humans would use nuclear weapons to protect themselves, and that would contaminate the the planet and the people. And that's they what don't they want the planet; for. they just want the humans. Well, maybe they want the planet. Well, no, the book says it's the humans. Maybe, or is it the TV that said that? Uh, I don't know. We're getting what more. what this did for me though is it made me remember that. Um, Nat, big shout out to my wife again, was yeah. listening to a Stuff You Should Know podcast. Yes. And they did an episode a few years back on crop circles. Oh, okay. So I went back and re-listened to that. Yep. And that, so seeing the crop circles triggered that memory for me of like, I remember these guys doing it. I remember how much fun it was. Yeah. So I went back and re-listened to it. And they basically said crop circles were a hoax. They were always a hoax. Yep. 
And it got to the point where the media and government were taking them so seriously that the people who started them had to come out and go, you guys are taking this too far. We, we just walk around and we make patterns in fields. Yeah. Like, uh, it didn't occur to anybody that most of them happened in the south of England. Yeah. And that this one guy, um, he end, ended up getting busted by his wife for having far too many kilometres on his car. Like he'd, he'd been racking up all these extra kilometres on his car and she thought he was having an affair and he's like, actually, no, I've been making crop circles. <laughs> so he's driving all over the English countryside making crop circles. <laughs> so it's a really funny episode. So you should go and listen to that, you know, plugging other podcasts, why not? <laughs> um, but that... The basis for this movie um, being the hoax that was crop circles yes. is sort of like, so that, I think that takes some of the the believability out of it now that we, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we all knew there were hoaxes back then, but sure. there was there was a genuine movement that believed we were getting yeah, visited yeah, by yeah, aliens, which is the inspiration for the movie. And they actually reference the movie in that episode and say how terrible the movie is. It, it is terrible. I agree with them on that. <laughs> Because that brings me to the thing I think is the most terrible thing about this film. M. Knight plays the, the vet, vet who yeah. is the man who that killed, killed the, the Reverend's wife. Yeah. wife. I mean, the, the ball's on this guy. I don't know if he started <laughs> as an actor, but he's a director who's put himself in his film, which I'm all for. I love a good cameo. But he's put himself at the centre of the film like, and as this crucial character. He's not a bad actor, mm. but that performance needed, I think, someone with a bigger sort of gravitas of acting ability. He's got maybe a minute's screen time. Yeah, it just doesn't, it's just weird that he puts himself in that role when you, mm. I would, I, it's so pivotal to the film, that scene. When he, he goes, cause oh, he, he goes, he goes to his goes house because he called and he goes, him. I've locked one in the cupboard and yeah. I'm leaving and he's bleeding and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, holy moly, you know. He's like, he has this whole, I'm sorry I killed your wife. I, you know, what are the chances? That's the other thing that irritated me about it. You know, oh, I drove all this way, and what are the chances the one time I fall asleep is just as your wife? Well, is the there? whole that's, so that's the theme for the whole movie, though. I know. You're missing that. The I'm whole not movie. Missing it. I just think it's so stupid. The whole movie is coincidence and seeing me. No, the and, whole movie is there is no coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. That's well, the whole yeah. premise of the movie, which I think is absurd. As a standalone idea and as an idea in a film, I think it's terrible, and and then maybe that's my resistance to the film. Uh, that everything happens for a reason, and that this poor mother has to die so that he can swing a bat. Is just mind-boggling to save their son from an alien. Which I'm sorry, if I was standing in a room and there's a bat on the wall and an alien that's just poisoned my nephew again, I would pick up the bat and start swinging, regardless of dead mum prophecies. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't know what that alien's capable of. He's you don't want to start. You. you don't want to startle it so that it kills your son. It already killed him. It sprayed him with the poison. No, he hadn't. Sp- he didn't spray him straight away. He was standing there, know, like, "Holy shit! But what's going on?" Him, yeah, yeah. Well, he eventually sprays him. You know, because we learned that it's the alien that he fucked up at, at the vet's house. Yeah, he lost his fingers. He cut the fingers off it yeah. again. That was a great scene as well, where he's looking under the pantry door, trying to figure yeah. out what he he's can't trying see to get the, re- the reflection on the knife. The grey claw comes out, and he yeah. chops the fingers off and stuff like that. But I think it's well put together, like the build of suspense, the fact that you. Oh yeah, all it that does what we like, where you you know you're not just jump scared all the time, and you don't see the monster and all that's glory straight up and yeah, there's not I mean, hundreds of classic them. formulas yeah. and it's good to have I always like movies that are a small tale with inside a largest tale you know so you've yep. got a worldwide invasion but we focus pretty much exclusively on with the exception of a couple of TV yep. news clips we see uh, we focus on the house and their experience with what it is and yep. I guess like them coming to good terms with the fact they're going to die and they have to hide and lock themselves down and 
But yeah, you know, they, they they talk about the aliens are learning, you know, how to open doors and stuff, and it's like, well, they just travelled here in a spaceship through space. A door wouldn't be a tough problem for them they, to solve. They don't talk about them learning to open doors. Yeah, he says then when they're in the basement, they, 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 they'll learn. He reads something from the book about how they'll yeah. learn their adapt and stuff. Because remember, the vet says that apparently they have trouble with cupboard doors when he drives off. Wow, he's got one trapped in the pantry. He doesn't have a trouble with that door. There's like 10 tonnes of shit piled in front of it. Well, yeah. He can't open it. That's not. Well, then why does he say it like that? Because he must have locked him in there is what he's yes. getting at. Um, but so they, it's flimsy is what I'm getting at. They, um, they demonstrate their intelligence and their ability to problem solve by making noise at the door, which then they have no intention of getting into yeah, yeah. while they're looking for another way in yeah, to get yeah, to yeah. them. Which, so, again, we get highlighted I mean, and fed yeah, to so us they, again. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they play to that too much. So too much explaining away. Again, we can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, that, wait, that, this used to have an old coal shaft or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's my only real issue with it is there's too much explaining of things like I don't need it laid out like that yeah. for me. So, but otherwise I enjoyed it, yeah, which no. I didn't expect to happen. I, I, the credits rolled and I went, huh? I really like that. Yeah, I mean I don't hate it. I'd recommend you it. Sound like you hate it? I'd recommend it. It's got a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Well, what, maybe I'm just doesn't? holding him, like because of his other caliber yeah. work, which I think you know, I, I do do that with directors in particular. Where you've got this, you've set this bar for me now, and I want you to get to that yeah. bar every time. I, you know? I still remember the chills I got the first time I watched The Sixth Sense, and you yeah. just like, oh Holy man, that blew my mind. Unbreakable. Shit. Oh my god, it's such a perfect so, film. Yeah, you know, and I look old. You know, I'm, geez, I still try and I love Sam Raimi so much. I still defend Spider Man Three to people, <laughs> which is terrible. You know, we're all affected by that. I definitely recommend it, um, but I can see why it was given a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, well, we gave it a hard time at the time when it came out. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I was fairly indifferent when I, th- I think when I, I first I saw it. I really hated it when I first saw it. I remember seeing The Village and really hating it because I yeah. was watching the trailer with a friend and I said, oh, I bet this is what the twist is. And then that ends up being the twist in the film. I won't spoil it because it's not worth it for that antidote. But, and then I saw it and I was like, oh, shit, I guessed it. Like this guy's obviously. He's lost his I mojo. Thought, wow, if I'm guessing it before I've seen it, like, yeah. you know, it's. Um, that's, I'm not clever like that, so if I'm <laughs> guessing it, people who are smarter than me are definitely going to guess it. They've already guessed it, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I would recommend seeing Signs. It's a good little – like you said, the tension building is fantastic yeah, in the film. Yeah, it's really well done. And the story outside of the – the alien stuff is probably the stuff I find a bit irritating. Yeah. But the performances and – The performances um, are great. Yeah, Mel Gibson really shows good. why he's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Joaquin's awesome. Uh, Abigail Breslin, she's awesome. Like, as a little, as a little daughter. Yeah. And she's that was her. Um, that was her debut. Yeah, it would have been her first film. Yeah, mm. I mean, so. But she hasn't done much since being a child. Well, she did Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. She's yeah, really great in that. So I don't know what else. And then she's disappeared. I keep confusing her with the girl who plays Hit Girl. Oh, in, from um, the Kick Ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely no, not her. No, no, I know, I know. It's my bad. Are you recommend? Absolutely, you yeah, changed. I recommend. You, I have. I've completely backflipped on it. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it again anytime soon. But no, it's, it's a long film. I, I absolutely enjoy it. It's a slow it. film. I, I mean, yeah. that's the warning I would say to people when I yes. recommend it. Um, it's if you have a short attention span to yeah. Transformers, yeah. yeah. If you have a short attention span, don't watch this film because no. you'll get bored. Because it, it is a, it's a slow build. I like to, slow to, burn films. To yeah. not, not a huge no. finale. Uh, it's, no, it's, it's a, a very modest, low scale yeah, finale. modest it's, finale. It's, it's one alien because again, it's it's very focused on that family and the family's survival and their story. Because we yeah. we find out just before the alien picks up the kid is that 
um, the, apparently the aliens have retreated. Yeah, they found um, a way to fight them, and obviously, yeah. The so they're they're bugging out, going, oh, okay, well, this isn't worth it. We're not going to, or we've got enough, or you know, apparently, lots of people died. So the fact that there's still that one last yeah, little twist to come, were, yeah. um, you know, you see the reflection in the TV really well. Shot well, I yeah. love that. You see the aliens silhouette in the TV. Yeah, yeah it's shot very well. So, I mean, the whole film shot very well. Yes. Given that. Yeah, yeah. The man knows how to aim a camera. He's very interesting with his, his framing and stuff. It'd be yeah. like he's very talented. Um, so you can't, yeah, you can't begrudge it for that. It's um, it's a solid film, I think. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Tell us what you think. Who's right, me or Shane? We both recommended it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't like it. I liked it, just not the alien stuff. Right. Some of it, the, the horror elements are great. I'd love to see him do a full fledged horror film. That would yep. be uh, amazing. I think mm. he would. Whoa. Imagine a full fledged horror film would be amazing. Especially after Split, which I, I recommend you, you go and watch. Yeah. See, that one got a lot of, like, I think he's always going to have he's that just gonna, now. He's going to be, yeah. He's always going to have the haters and, and the lovers yeah. and real, real real diversity in his films. Like, there are people you, like, you just have to do a really rom-com like Split, or something to throw people off. I recommended it to everyone when I saw it and two or three people were like, why did you, you piece of shit, yeah, why like, did you like, tell like, me to watch I'm, that? I'm usually I'm pretty good at recommending films. People usually <laughs> go, hey, that was a good recommendation. But that one was like, people were like, why? People were really was angry stupid. at you. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, you like. Didn't know, but yeah, there we go. So that was our three films we looked at. Um, movies that made over $100 million but were kind of not great. Hmm. Maybe not great. Possibly, maybe Critically not slammed. They were they, yeah, low meta scores. Low meta scores. Well, they've got, they've, like, most of them were a decent Moderate. above five on IMDb, yeah. which is good. Although I think I didn't look at their Rotten Tomato scores. But, but for the budgets they had. Yeah. And, and the money they made, they probably yeah, should have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's an interesting theme as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, I guess you got all the superhero movie movies at the moment, which is printing would fall money into, basically. Yeah. Why bother making a film? Just print the money. I mean, thank God, you know they're they're still making them good quality. Um, mm. But then I guess you get things like I don't know. I mean, I'm being critical of them, but like your Batman versus Superman, that thing was going to make money no matter what it was. You know what I mean? Like no matter who it was, who was in it, how it was made. And still, my biggest problem is Batman I'm not so, I'm not sold on Affleck as Batman. That's my biggest yeah, problem. Yeah, see, that's the only one of the redeeming things I liked about it. You like you like him as Batman. Wonder Woman and Batman were the only two things I really liked out of that film. Yeah, um, I really want Henry Cavill to be a good Superman, but the two Superman movies we've had. Uh, he's been a whining little brat and yeah. it's it's annoying. It's like Superman, like I get Superman would doubt himself and I love that idea that you have all this power and, you know, how do I deal with it? And But two movies have just, mm, mm, <laughs> mm. I just can't stand it. Yeah. And now Fair he's enough. dead. Fair enough. Now he's dead. He's not dead. Well, no, he's obviously not dead. They're not stupid. It's Superman. But, yeah, that's my problem with DC, but we'll save that for <laughs> We'll save that for our DC episode. Marvel Killers. Which is coming. That new Thor trailer, wow. That was amazing. That's the good thing about Marvel. They keep reinventing. Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer is going to be in the new Ant-Man movie. Boom. That's good casting. Playing Jen. So what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? That's oh. a good question. We haven't locked it in, but uh, we'll give you a little hint. It involves the 90s and it involves courtroom dramas. Mm. We haven't locked in the titles. We'll release them on the page by the time this, air, this goes to air. Possibly. And we should be having a returning guest for yes. that. Um, keen listeners might already know, but uh, we'll see. Wink, wink, yeah, much, very much. keen listeners might pick that up. Uh, and they'll but be bringing someone with them, hopefully. Very good episode. I always this like previous a good guest was on. Yes, so. yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and this guest is bringing a guest, mm. which is great. 
I love it when a guest brings a I guest. I love guest on guest action. Guest bring guest is great. Mm. Yeah. That, well, it saves us having to do all the work. It's fantastic. It's when I say amazing. us, I mean you. Yeah, and picking the movies. You, that's right. They, they want to pick yeah. the movies. That's great. great. By all means. So please. if you want to be on the show and you want to pick the movies, please get in contact with yeah, us. Yeah, let us know. How does someone get in contact with us? They get in contact us with, well, that was English, wasn't it? Facebook? <laughs> Impossible. Scene 3 Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Um, or they can shoot us an email at scene3podcast at gmail.com. People can message us on the Facebook thing, can't they? Of course they, they can. Oh, good. Yeah. They're all open and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can message us. You can post us whatever you want on our wall. We don't mind. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Maybe no dick pics. No, no dick pics. Um, send them to my email, which is no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to be on the show, yeah, please. We, do, we welcome it. It's uh, less work for us. And, uh, Absolutely. And it's always fun to have other people's topics in mind as well because, mm. um, you know. Because we come at things from our perspective. We want other people to come at them from their perspective. And that's the whole point of our podcast is we just want to discuss film, the good, the bad, the we ugly. We just want to talk shit. And we should mention again, i just like to mention every now and then because sometimes people do ask me questions about it. Uh, if you like the movie Transformers uh, or Signs or Planet of the Apes, you know, that's cool. That's good. Everyone, mm. some people are going to like things other people mm. hate and, you know. Well, we had a awesome. bit of that tonight, so. Absolutely. I guess you've always got to respect other people's opinions and, yeah, mm. other movies are always going to be different. That's the best thing about movies. That's you know? a very unmodern thing of you to say, Shane, Is that it? you have to respect other people's opinions. Is it? That's oh. not the world we live in anymore. Oh, shit, I've offended someone now. You have, I? yeah. Is, I'm telling people what to do. I'm telling mm. people to be respectful. Yep. Someone will be like, how dare you tell me to be respectful? You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. I'm offended at your offence. No, like, but I hopefully we get that in the show with our guests and with our topics and stuff like that. Mm. The, the diversity of film, which is the reason that you and I love film so much. Yeah, and if you and don't agree with us, let us know. Yeah, I love talk, I love seeing the other side of, like, I don't, there's, there's films where I just think of the worst films in the world. And people love them and I love hearing why they mm. love them and I don't even, you know, it's interesting to hear the other side of that coin. Uh, and then there's vice versa. Obviously there's terrible, horrible films that I love and other people <laughs> hate with a strong passion. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's the beauty of the podcast and that's mm. the beauty of film. And that's Sha-la-la-la. the beauty of, of running your own podcast is we can do whatever we like. Yeah, yeah. Is that why you're not wearing pants today? Correct. Excellent. Well, I guess we will catch you next week. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Share around. Get it. We yeah, want more subscribers. We've leveled out with our subscribers. We want more. We want to boost, lift. We want to force our ideas and opinions down other people's Correct. Throats. It's not propaganda otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So please, uh, if you see a new episode posted, please share it. If you think it's half decent, tell your friends. Share it with your mum. Share it with Stop your dad. Stop random people on the street. Yeah, we'll Just get stickers them. made up. Yeah, stick them on their faces. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.